hello, hello, welcome. Shit. <laughs> Hi, I guys. Did I did it wrong. Oops. <laughs> this is Amanda. <laughs> this is Shanna. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Girl, Go Feed Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you got there in the end. It's fine. I rocked it so hard. Hey, that oh, was a man. good that was a good spin to the tone of the day already. So <laughs> I like it. You had a um, you had a laugh. You had a giggle. <laughs> yeah, which is always good. <laughs> Needed. Uh, yeah. So how are things with you? Good. Can you hear me well? I'm I'm trying through AirPods. The new I got the new AirPods and I'm trying. I'm testing the waters for us to see if they work when we're traveling. Because if you're traveling ever and need to record, then yeah, say that AirPods work with massive success. Hopefully. Um, can you hear me well or no? Yeah. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. And I'm happy well, to report <laughs> that they work. Coming um, from in a remote location. Yeah, aka Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I like you here. It's cool. It's a cool city. Um, so much so that I delayed my trip another two days, which is fun. That's exciting. Um, ate barbecue. What else did I do? I is it better? Hanging out. Was the barbecue better than Nashville? It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I or suppose it different. depends. So I'm not into like sweet sauces and like I don't like my meat my barbecue <laughs> I don't like my meat doused in sauce like I like some sauce on the side to dip if I'm feeling it but honestly for me like I again this comes back to simplicity of food I like the meat straight up yeah no fuss so I don't know if they do that in Nashville a lot like I feel like the few places I've had barbecue in Nashville the sauce is already all over it mm-hmm um here it's more dry rubs and things so mm-hmm. i i love dry rubs. definitely yeah i'm definitely more into that right now um i don't know like i said i had meat last night for the first time red meat for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time and i woke up today feeling so much better so that's that was good. interesting that's a good sign yeah. and now i'm craving a burger so <laughs> that'll sometimes, happen tonight i'm guessing <laughs> sometimes you just need a little meat in your life you know I need a whole lot in more multiple meat ways. In, uh, in multiple ways, but yeah, I'm just checking all the meat boxes. <laughs> I can't check. There's one box I can't check for two weeks. Uh, the oh, meat that, box, oh, oh. you know. Oh. Uh, I, I was about to see like pork, like what? You, and then I realized <laughs> what you're talking about. Two uh, weeks. That's yeah. Well, I had like a hysteroscopy polypectomy however you say that. What a name. I know. So it's not like I had a procedure and it wasn't like um, an invasive surgery or anything, but they like go through my cervix. So they like dilate it and like cut a polyp out of there and like pull it out. But I'm still feeling like bloated and crampy because I think they like put gas up in there to like expand your uterus, you know? Yeah. Well, and also anesthesia. And it's kind of makes you really bloated. Yeah, um, and, that was a little weird. Did you have an IV too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See that? So I they remember gave me the so surgeries. Many yeah, like the plastic, the my boob surgeries, like the IV plus the anesthetic 
mm-hmm. all that fluid like collects in your abdomen. It can take like a few days to get out. It's really annoying. Yeah. It was kind of like, so I had a, I took two rest days and, you know, they said I could get back to normal activity by like the next day. Yeah. Um, but I took a rest day, obviously, um, from my workout, which isn't like strenuous by any means. I mean, mm-hmm. it's low impact, but there, there's a lot of core work um, in bar, yeah, like you core. know, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. And then, but like most days I'm fine. I mean, I could get away with it, like with other workouts, but like Friday, um, or was it Saturday? There was a, it was core day and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do bicycles. Like I couldn't like twist my abdomen very much. Like it just felt really uncomfortable and like, yeah. So, um, that's no good. I, I still feel a little limited, um, uh, which yeah. is frustrating for someone who like exercises for mental health. <laughs> And especially when I'm someone who has like a lot of emotion sometimes, like I really need to get it out in my workout and I can't. (laughs) It's frustrating. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, girl, that sucks. Yeah. But you know, I'll just, I'll have my like cereal right now and emotionally eat. It's fine. (laughs) God, I love cereal. Cereal is life. I never, I'm not, I'm not, I used to live on cereal back in my anorexia days. Um, Mm To the point where I think like my body can't digest it anymore because I just was so dependent on it. I mean, it's so processed, but like, luckily there's better options out there now, but I really just feel like people shouldn't be buying cereal. Like it shouldn't be a normal staple in anyone's diet, in my opinion. It definitely Um, shouldn't be a normal staple. I bought like a box of like Cascadia Farms or whatever, like that organic cereal. So good. Um, The Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I didn't open it right away, which I was very proud of myself. And I've only had a little bit, like, because I used to eat bowls, giant, like, Tupperware bowls of cereal, like, mm-hmm. um, and that yeah, was, it's like, a, my, it's a, it's a binge super trigger food Yes. For me. So addicting. Um, but anyway, so anyway. we went on a tangent there, but it was a good we one. We did, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, Cereal's always deserving of attention. <laughs> True. Always. Um, so today we figured we'd give you a little episode on failure and mm. how we kind of view it um, because something we notice is that a lot of people like fear failure and hold themselves back in a lot of areas of their life because of it. Um, and we've in business and in life and in relationships have like continued to face that and like overcome that. So we wanted to talk about that today and kind of give you some of our um, thoughts on this, on the subject. But first we'll get into our fed up and fuck. Yeah. And go into that. Um, So do it. So what are you fed up with this week? Um, I'm fed up with people who talk without the purpose of having a solution. So it's just like cyclical complaining. Talking. Yeah. And it's basically complaining, but you're just like pinpointing all the things that are wrong, but you're just talking in circles mm-hmm. and you're not really talking to find a solution, mm. which to me just seems like a pointless conversation. Yeah. 
and I don't know, maybe it's because I have like my tolerance for small talk is almost non-existent. Same. Um, to where if I if I'm if I'm going to expend my energy to communicate with you, mm-hmm. I want it to be of substance. And to me, if you're going to come to me in business mainly, like talk to me and pinpoint a problem, then that's just point A. So let's talk about point B and C. Mm-hmm. B being the immediate response to the problem, C being the long-term response. Um, and I'm really fed up with people who don't do that and just kind of bitch and that's the end of the conversation i just feel like it's a waste of time i don't really see the point i feel like a lot of people do it on instagram too like in their stories they just kind of like actually it annoyed me today funny enough i had some girl who's got maybe like a hundred thousand followers whatever mm-hmm. i'm not even sure why i follow her because i'm not really remotely interested in anything she does but she um <laughs> she decided that it was important enough to sit on Instagram story to bitch about the length of the line at Chick-fil-A and how it doesn't seem to make sense when the food at Chick-fil-A is no better than any other fast food place really at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. this went on for like a good six stories. And the reason I actually followed through and watched the whole thing was kind of because of this topic, but Mm -hmm. I was just like, was she in line as well? Yeah. She goes oh. there a lot. So I was like, hey, what is the point of posting such a dr- unnecessarily dramatic thing? Like, mm-hmm. oh, poor you, you're sitting in a line at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. B, are you just running out of things to talk about? So, and you just need to be on Instagram 24-7 to the point where, like, you're going to sit in your car in the drive-thru and come up with something to post on Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And C, you're bitching about the line being too long and it's not even worth it if the food's not any better than like Panera Bread or all these other places, then guess what? Leave the fucking line and go somewhere else. Why do you need to post about it on Instagram? Like I just, I don't really understand this logic now where it's like people feel that anything they say is of importance to the rest of us. Hmm. It's very bizarre. We do live in a strange time. (laughs) It's also fucking pointless. Like you didn't give me a solution about it. You you still sat in the line and got your food anyway. So really, you just wasted five minutes of your life bitching over nothing because you still followed through with it. Yeah. That is a little so, weird. Yeah, I'm fed up with people that just kind of talk for no fucking reason other than to bitch. Like, yeah. Just, I'm clearly not the person. If you need to bitch about something without wanting to find a solution, I'm not your girl me neither but like if my friends come to me and bitch about relationships or things going on in their relationships i'm 100 down to listen mm-hmm. i will help you find a solution or if i just need to be the sounding board so that's a little bit different i think my bigger pet peeve is just people that every day find 10 things wrong and aren't going to make any changes yeah so no i i agree with you on that like i get frustrated when people when like I'm extremely solution oriented also. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. if there's a problem, like address the problem, but like say, so what is your feedback? What do you think? This is what I'm thinking. Like maybe let's have a conversation about like fixing it. Otherwise there's no point in even talking about it. No, there's no Um, fucking point. And I dated someone, you, well, you know who I dated, but I dated someone who was like that. And I was like, 
I got to a point where I'm like, I don't even fucking understand what you are continuing to go on about. Yeah. You just, this person refuses and it's like he's physically unable to ever talk in a way that's not just purely about bitching and making a situation out of nothing. Yeah. All the time. And it's just, it's a conversation that ends up going nowhere. And yeah. that's how a lot of fights are started too. Cause you're just like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm now going to get angry and irritated because you're wasting my fucking time over mm-hmm. such a mute point. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think people need to like reality check a little bit. And is the situation really a big deal? Is it not also, if there's something bothering you, then find a solution and talk to me about that. Yeah. So anyway, what are you fed up with? Um, I'm fed up. It kind of goes with our topic today, but like people giving up so soon on things like quitting. And I always, I have this quote that I always say, like, you'll never fail if you never quit. Mm -hmm. Um, because I view failure differently than most people like, and we're going to talk about this, but cause you think the same, like redefining failure, like Mm -hmm. it's not like if you're learning something from it, it's not a failure, you know? Um, but like in business, a lot of people give up, like they think they should be making six figures or a million dollars within what a year three months like people have such unrealistic five minutes like such unrealistic expectations (laughs) and I'm just like I don't understand like what makes you think you can start a business not even really Mm -hmm. put in work and then just like Mm -hmm. expect it to do something and I think I think a big part of it is like people have that employee mindset and are so used to having a job and like going there and ha- and like just doing the bare minimum just by showing up, they're getting a paycheck. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're an entrepreneur and you start your own business, like you have to show up, you have to put in more work up front than what you're going to get paid in the beginning. Like most businesses don't even make a profit for like five years or three years or however long. And yeah people are sleeping on the couch of their freaking business because they're like of their brick and mortar. If they have a brick and mortar, they're like sleeping on the couch in their brick and mortar while they're building it. Like, I don't know. It's just people have, um, like such an easy quit bone where they're, uh, I don't know. What's the word like grit bone needs to be. Um, so, you know, it's frustrating, but that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's people wanting instant gratification without really putting in the time and energy and also that kind of uncomfortable period of growth with businesses and yeah, um, there's a, a very uncomfortable period for sure. I mean, there's uncomfortable periods, even when things are going well, of like yeah. still not wanting to put all your eggs in one basket, which is like my issue now, even mm-hmm. Wanting to kind of diversify so that I'm not purely dependent on one thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's important to do as well. So, I I mean, again, I think this all comes down to the problem, though, with, again, social media in a lot of ways of, like, we're all being really exposed to facades. Oh, yeah. A lot of people on Instagram who look like they have a lot of money really don't. They probably have more credit card debt than the rest of us, to be honest. Um, But I think people just expect 
overnight success now because that's kind of the impression that's been given out there. Even I think Instagram's kind of created or social media, I shouldn't just say Instagram, but I think it's created this like grass is always greener mentality to the point where I think people are no longer really willing to sit through the uncomfortable moments. They just want to jump to the next thing. So therefore they're inadvertently giving up quickly because they see the next thing. And yeah. Like, well, this is seems too difficult. Let me try this over here. It seems a little bit easier. And and the problem with that is like, let's say if you envision it like you're standing in line, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say in your current business venture, you're like standing in line, and the line's moving, and you're moving with the line, and you're like moving forward, but then you're like, I'm not moving fast enough. Ooh, look at this shiny thing over here. Let me try that. I'm going to quit this. And then you just like go to the back of the line and the next thing, like you're always going to be going to the back of the line. Like you're, if you stay in your lane and keep moving forward, like I feel like it's just like a personality thing too. I mean, when I was in college, I saw a lot of the same thing. Like people would complain about their professor and blame their professor and be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to quit this class. Like I'm going to drop it. And you know, it's just too hard. I don't really understand what they're saying. And I've never dropped a class. Like even when my professor was like German and had the really like the strongest accent ever. And she was teaching chemistry, which was like the hardest freaking class ever for right. me personally. And I couldn't really understand her. I was like, I have the books, I have the internet, I have the resources, like I have the will and the grit to fucking learn this material. I'm not going to give up. I was like never that person to just quit because it was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe it's not a personality thing. Maybe it's just a character thing, but there's always been those people. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it's always a little bit of personality built in. Yeah. there's always going to be people that just make excuses. Um, yeah. But I think the important thing is to find, I don't know, if you're going to commit to something, give it your all and and then make a sound decision after you've really given it your all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's weird that people expect, um, like expect things to be easy mm-hmm. or expect it just to like not have to put in some elbow grease and like learning curve and like some uncomfortable getting out of your comfort zone like I just think yeah. that that's weird I do too I don't know I think it's I really don't strange. really understand it <laughs> I don't but, either um but there are people that do it and that's their own prerogative I guess that's their choice you know Yeah. I just, I feel like me. Okay. So I was just thinking like maybe I view that way because of how I grew up. Like I didn't have everything. I didn't like, I always had to work for what I have, but then there's people who do like you weren't lacking. Like you didn't have to go without, you know, necessarily like your parents took care of you, but like Mm -hmm. you still have that personality. So I'm like wondering what, it is like how yeah, people but I've been get... victim. I've been victim, not victim. I'm victim to myself of like jumping from thing to thing, uh-huh. but not with the intention of dropping one to do the next thing. It's more like I want to put my hands in everything to ultimately get to this massive level of success. Right. So I think that's that's 
that's carelessness in a different way probably yeah but your um, your mindset isn't like oh this is too hard i need like i'm gonna no, give up because it's too hard yeah. no i think the only times i've really given up is when like it's just not logical to continue it's right. just really not and not that makes it. sense i mean there are times in life where you do have to like analyze and be like well this isn't working let's move on um yeah i think that's the same in relationship mm-hmm. um and I think it's the same in friendships. I think it's the same. Yeah. You know, there's people that are quick to leave a relationship because it's difficult, but there's also people that are, they stay too long because it's too comfortable. And then you realize like, I spend more time being unhappy or fighting than I do feeling really happy and at the best version of myself. And so mm-hmm. I think it goes both ways, but yeah, yeah that's a good one up. We just really yeah. went on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your uh, cereal. <laughs> Tell me what you're fuck yeah about this week. Um, I'm fuck yeah about my Lulus. Ah, <laughs> uh, your dark green Lulus. Yeah. They're so... so... Forest green? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Is that the, the Lulu term? So. The Lulu so. colorway? Yeah, they're like <laughs> buttery soft. I've had a lot mm. of workout pants, like a lot. And a lot of them are real itchy. Yeah. These are like so good. I don't know. That's good. Yeah, I love I'm them. Glad they're so, good. They're, they're so, so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I like I have a problem cuz I really don't want to spend $100 on a pair of pants again. So, no. I guess you got to think be... about how often you're going to use them though. All the time. So, I mean, I go. just got on last week and I'm wearing them for like the second time. Actually, I wore them yesterday and I was wearing them today for my workout, which is something I go. always do whenever like I wear fitness clothes as my outfit. And then if I'm not working out in them the next day, I'm going to work out in them, you know? Yeah. So I get like a double use out of them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's perfect fucking sense. Yeah. So, and they have like a, a lifetime warranty, don't they? Like you, if like they can fix them or send you a new pair if they're like ripped or something. I don't know. You know, I've never utilized that service with them. So I actually have no idea. I think so. I'll have to look more into it because I thought they just sent you a new pair. Derek said that they just fix it. So I'm not really sure. Well, I hope their service justifies the price tag. Yeah. That is all. (laughs) It'll probably be like a biannual thing. Probably. It's like dependent on the year and the month, we will help you. (laughs) So are you you going to- them too much? Otherwise, it's null and void. Um, I was telling you that I wish they did a better compression that wasn't like- Oh, yeah. Uncomfortable. Um, I'm not a huge fan of their other materials they provide, so- um, So I got the Align 2. I don't know what the other material feels like. Uh, it's thicker and it's not buttery. Mm. I'll you stick won't with like this. It. I'll stick with this. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, tell you right now, you will not like it. No. Yeah. Another brand that I really like that's also like $100 um, is Carbon 38 and Beach Riot. Girl, I have a discount to Carbon 38. Um, like like a code? Yeah, I'm an ambassador for them so I can give it to you. Okay. I mean, I could give it to all our followers, really, but it's like a 30% off. Oh, sweet. And then I think they also have um, 
Afterpay too. So like discount codes. Oh yeah, they do now. They do now, which is awesome. Yeah, I think more people need to get on that, which I think I said last episode. Um, I just think everyone, yeah, everyone needs to get on that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, so what are you fuck yeah about this week? I'm fuck yeah that I came to Austin. Yeah. Can I count that? Does that count? It's kind of yeah. boring. Um, yeah, I'm fuck yeah that I came and checked it out and took a risk quote-unquote it's not that much of a risk really but um I think I'm just more fuck yeah about feeling like the more new opportunities you take the more you grow as a person and the more Mm -hmm. you start to really determine what matters in life and what doesn't and I I just kind of challenge people based on like me sitting here in Austin now just feeling and thinking like go outside your comfort zone a little bit um, mm-hmm. even when it comes to dating like it's really easy to make rules with your diet or dating or any of these things of like for instance with dating like oh I'm only going to date people in my city well if mm-hmm. you live in a city that's attracting maybe different types of people like you're inevitably going to find someone in your city sure that kind of works for you but I'm not mm-hmm. sure now in this day and age we we're at a time where you need to be so restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about the number of cities that you are nearer or closer to you, then I'm not saying like go all the way to the other coast, but right. just like the ability to travel now and the way you can communicate when you're apart and all these other things, like I just really, I kind of want to challenge women to look a little more expansively at their yeah. dating life. Um, if you're not finding what you want in your city, then it's okay to kind of look two, three cities over or two or three states over or, mm-hmm. and doing that allows you to kind of meet different people and ultimately determine what or who is a better match for you as well. So mm-hmm. I just think people can get really small minded with dating and close minded on the whole thing and come up with different scenarios as to why certain uh, situations wouldn't work and I challenge you to like just give it a go and try and don't have any expectations and what will work out is meant to work out anyway mm-hmm. but it's it's really refreshing to kind of go to different places and try new things yeah so like you know it's like if your diet's not really making you feel like great who cares like try something different yeah and die yeah you know? I think the only way to grow is to really try new things and alter your perspective a little bit and you know, I had the rule of like, never date anyone younger than me. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, never in my life. I, I had the rule of not even dating anyone that's my age. Um, wow. It was always like a four or five. They always had to be like four or five years older, always. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even that kind of rule, like I've broken away from and the results have been great. So yeah, I just challenge people to not, not be so specific necessarily right. all the time, because I think the minute you kind of relax and just take some risks and new chances is when cooler things happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's only like a few days of a great experience, right. And then you ultimately decide like, Oh, I tried this for a few days. It's, it's ultimately not what I want, but like you still had a great experience and you still learned something from it. So it still worked out in the end, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I'm fucking yeah about just getting out there. There's a whole fucking world out there. And, uh, you know, take new opportunities while you can when you can yeah so 
that's yeah. my little preach story today. <laughs> I love it. Um, and that's my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, like I was saying earlier, um, before we got on, like the only, in my opinion, the only failure really is like, if you're on your deathbed and you have a ton of regrets and like, ultimately what, who's in control of that decision you are right. Like we are in control over whether we take the risk or not, whether we let Mm -hmm. fear hold us back from, you know, doing the things that we normally wouldn't do. And, you know, I feel like, and there's a quote that says everything you want is on the other side of fear. So like, if you're having fear about something, you should probably try it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? You should Um, probably go for it. Uh, Take a little bit of a risk. Fear is... Fear is not there to be a block. It's there just to keep you in check. Yeah, I feel like... to be a motivator, I would say. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like, okay, when we're talking about our comfort zone, um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fear associated with that. So, like, there's, like, our super comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's, like, our stretch... Our stretch... (laughs) I don't know why I'm sounding saying that weird stretch, stretch. Zone. <laughs> uh, zone. And then there's like, uh, you know, like terror zone. So like, obviously we don't want to go straight from like our comfort zone to the zone of terror. Um, you know, no, like that, if might, we're sh- that might induce heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you might die, but I have a panic attack on <laughs> yeah, the floor. <laughs> for sure. And in front of people, which wouldn't be fun. Um, but like, I think, you, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone and into that stretch zone a little bit more and more and more, like your stretch zone grows, you know, like it expands so you can do more, but it's not like you go from one extreme to the other. You have to like slowly step by step, like expand into that zone. Um, that's not like terrifying, but you know, pushes you out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, And trying new things and doing new things is really what's going to do that. And like, um, I think like, what's the worst that can happen if you like try something new, start a new relationship, start a new business, like start a new fitness routine, go from like being a diehard vegan Bible thumper (laughs) like vegan Bible, not like God Bible thumper to like maybe eating meat. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't like, that was the best description I could give. Um, uh, You know, to like maybe eating eggs every once in a while or like adding meat. Like sometimes you just got to do something and that might be terrifying to some people because it like challenges their belief system. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be really scary. And then um, you know, I just, I think people, I think people fear change more than they fear the actual outcome of the change they're making. I think, yeah, people also, they forget, like, you can go try something new. You can always go back. Always. Okay. You may not go be able to go back if you leave your husband, but right. There's, there are standards. (laughs) Leaving your husband may not like, leaving a relationship 
in the short term may not produce the exact feelings you would expect it, but it's ultimately right. going to lead you into a better situation anyway, because right. I think just making that decision is the scariest part. Um, yeah. But life is fluid. Days are fluid. Things change every single day. So to even like hold yourself to a routine on a daily basis and like put yourself in this box of not ever taking any risk or getting out there. I mean, you're really only limiting yourself. Like I know financial, yeah. the, the biggest thing I think for uh, the other big thing, I think people have issues with making change for is because of finance finances, but mm -hmm. you'll notice a pattern with the world's most successful people. Mm -hmm. And by successful, I mean like entrepreneurial business men, right? Mm -hmm. business. And, and I women. don't mean business. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't mean businessmen and like men, males. Like, I meant the, the term businessmen is a general term. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> business people, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, all of them have financially gone into a black hole at least once. Yeah. Like borderline at broke least. or broke at least yeah. once struggling to no end whether it was at 25 years old 35 years old 45 years old 50 50 like fight and this is kind of where i get <laughs> i got a little frustrated at the emphasis on money in our world mm -hmm. like money is important but i think we've all been programmed to have this fear of if i don't have that much money or that much in savings i'm not a good person and i don't think that's necessarily true i don't know I know it's financially, it's logical to like have your financials all set up. You have plenty of money saved, blah, blah, blah. Like all these rules that they put on you from school. Mm -hmm. But what if some people just don't like to live life like that? They don't mm -hmm. want to have a bunch of savings. They don't want to live feeling this kind of weight or pressure of making choices based on their financials. I, right. I don't know where I was going with this topic. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not <laughs> the life for me. Like, I mean, having financial st stability is very important to me, but at the same time, like I don't have like a huge savings or anything like that. Like I pretty much like, you're also very young, which is, I am so very small. young. Um, but, and I, I mean, there were some life challenges that like put us in debt. Um, in the beginning of our, my and my husband's marriage when he got mm -hmm. sick and, and yeah. we were like in our early twenties, like it was just crazy pants. But, um, I don't know, like I, so there are some people who will choose having money in their savings or paying off like a credit card bill over mm -hmm. buying a plane ticket. I'm somebody yeah. who would choose buying a plane ticket over paying off my credit card bill. I mean, that's yep. just me. I could die tomorrow. There's nothing wrong so. with Well, that's the thing. It's like, we're all... I like, think there's a it's balance. all made like, up you anyway. Can't be, you can't be reckless. Yeah, it is all made up. You can't be reckless. Right. But at the same time, if you want to be fucking reckless, like, you could die tomorrow, so... Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean, there are points, like, where people... I think it starts to get reckless when you're, like, having... Like, digging yourself into debt and getting credit cards and maxing them out to do things does that make mm -hmm. sense yeah. um like i live off of cash like i pay i have one credit card that's like 200 bucks <laughs> that's it. like nothing intense um so i cut up my like larger credit card bills and paid them off like 
because I was that person living off of my credit cards when I was in college. Um, and I was digging myself in a hole, but like to eat, not to like buy frivolous things. But, right. um, you know, I decided I didn't want to do that. So I've been living off of cash for like, I don't know, like five years, um, six years now or something like that. Um, so I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, are you frozen? No. Oh. I was listening to you. <laughs> I just wasn't moving. <laughs> no, Amanda, I was just listening so intently into what you were saying that I wasn't making any Oh difference. my okay. god, it looked <laughs> like you were frozen. <laughs> I mean, I am stone cold, but I'm not that cold. <laughs> I'm not literally a stone. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. Oh man, well done, so. well done. <laughs> so anyway, oh, um, Jesus, oh, that's funny. What so were you yeah. saying? <laughs> well, I mean, I think I was going off on a tangent, but that's I think okay. I think like maybe people who haven't like hit rock bottom are too scared to let go, like. I don't know. Maybe it's because I know what it feels like to build myself. Like I'm very self-sufficient. So I mm -hmm. don't put all my eggs on other people or all my hopes and dreams on other people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very self-sufficient and I know like I got my own back. I can handle shit if anything goes down. Um, so like I'm not scared of failure because I mean, I'm sure there are way there are definitely some limiting beliefs that come up in things, but I don't know. I've fallen down and built myself up enough times to know, like, I got, I got this. <laughs> so yeah, maybe people who haven't had any like rock bottom or anything, maybe they are too scared to lose what they have to get something even better. Yeah. There's people that are just too afraid to take any risks to the point where they never really succeed at the level they should or, 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 or dream capable or of to. doing um and then there's people that never have had rock bottom maybe because of privilege or whatever else and then they're really reckless you know it just kind of depends yeah. um That's i true. think the most important that you and i were talking about i mean look like i've had a lot of failures more failures than successes hoping that they're continuously leading me down the road where i one day say like everything worked out the way i wanted yeah. it to um, but I don't necessarily look at them as failures, meaning, I don't know, failures is a, I don't look at the word failure as a negative thing. Right. I just look at it as it was an outcome that was meant to be at the time that has propelled me or challenged me into making more conscious decisions moving forward, choosing better for myself, taking more risk. I think regret is the worst words you can have in life. I don't yeah. think failure is what we should be afraid of. I think regret is what we should be afraid of. I agree. Failure with that. doesn't occur. Failure and regret to me don't typically go hand in hand. Right. If you're if you're having a lot of failures in life, then you may it doesn't mean you necessarily have a lot of regrets. Right. But if you have a lot of regrets, then you may not have a lot of failures because yeah. you don't really take any risks. So yeah. 
I mean, look, there's situations where you can have both, of course, but I think we all need to stop looking at failure as a negative thing and look at it mm-hmm. as it's just another thing in life that happens and you roll with the punches and you take it for what it is and you learn from it. And that failure will ultimately lead to a success somewhere else. So it's just like, it's just a little blip. It's a little yeah. blip. But I mean, if you I don't think know, about- relationships is different though, right? Because I look at like, for sure, look at like my lost relationship as a total failure. <laughs> but, but did you learn from it though? Yeah, but I don't, I don't look at it as in a failure of like, oh, I, I could have done all this differently. So it wasn't a failure. I look at it as a failure as far as like, I didn't make logical choices for myself that were better for me. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's a failure, but it's a failure that I gladly, gladly accept as a failure. And right. I'm happy that it was a failure. I'm happy that it didn't work out. Right. So that makes sense. I don't, yeah, I don't know if failure is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I, I mean, like failure is how we learn. And like we were saying earlier to redefine it because like when a baby, and this is one of my favorite analogy analogies, like when a baby's learning mm-hmm. to walk, mm-hmm. they, you don't, this is like how we treat ourselves. So like when we're learning to walk, AKA learning a new skill, starting a new business, starting a new fitness or wellness routine, um, mm-hmm. or whatever, like we try to walk, but then we fall. We try to walk again and then we fall and then we're like, oh, you, you're fucking stupid. Like, you can't even walk. Like, why are you even doing this? And then you quit, <laughs> you yeah. know? But like a baby, how many times do they try walking before they actually walk? And then once they start walking, they're not even good at it. They look like they're drunk all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they have to like learn. <laughs> um, and it takes like a long time and we're not sitting there berating them like, you fucking suck. Like, why aren't you good at this yet? You know? Um, I just think it's unrealistic for us to expect from ourselves. That's that exactly. And why we don't have more grace and compassion when we're like learning something new and allow ourselves to be in that fumbling stage. For some reason we need, we feel like we need to be born an expert at something to succeed at it. Like everything is learned. Like, ice skaters who are professional and amazing they had to learn and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and fail a lot everybody you see Mm -hmm. that's successful failed ten thousand times more than you will ever fail because that's how they got that way that's how they learned like um i think it's unrealistic for people to um want to be successful in something and then not put in the sweat equity to get there you know mm-hmm. so yeah. that's I how think, um i think we just all need to stop focusing so much on the failure too and focus on like the positive outcome from the failure mm-hmm. of, okay well this didn't work out but i learned this yeah um, and then there's like some something really exciting and fulfilling about growing you know, and like learning. I mean, since when do we say, oh, we left college or we left high school, we never have to learn again or try anything new. I mean, to me, that's like death. Like you're obviously just a blob on the earth. Like you're not (laughs) expanding or growing anymore because you're not in college and you don't have your parents telling you what to do. That's just Well, that's the time to expand and grow. Exactly. College really at the end of the day doesn't teach you shit. 
No, I've learned so much more like becoming self-taught and all the things outside of college. I did learn a lot in college just because I was a high school dropout and didn't learn shit in school anyway. So it was like, (laughs) you know, I actually got a lot out of it more than most probably, but (laughs) I got a lot out of life outside of college. Yeah. For sure. Um, I I just think it's, I don't know what I was going to say. I forgot. Yes, to what you said. (laughs) But yeah, people, I think if you get anything from this episode, you guys, don't give up. Like, don't give up. Don't be so scared to never, ever, ever, ever give up. (laughs) Never, never give up. No, because um, you're in control of that. And then that's if you quit, that's how you're going to fail. Like, you failed at it because you gave up, and that's in your control. So, you know. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think we're more trained to go to the negative than the positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't know. I would, I would be more cognizant of fear and regret than I would of failure. And um, I don't know. I'm someone though that like, I take way more risks now and I'm a little more flippant about things than I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. six years ago I'm actually at a point now where I almost hate feeling restricted like if I want to do something I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to figure it out um, yeah whether it's reckless or not I mean look I don't sit around doing drugs all day I'm not getting arrested I'm not doing all this illegal <laughs> shit like okay I'm taking some fucking risks and I'm single I'm 30 you know maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't be taking so many risks maybe I should settle down a little bit more and have more stability but like if I'm not doing it now when the fuck am I going to do it so never and I, I, I guess it's also going back to gut intuition. Like I feel it in my fucking bones that all these risks I'm taking and all these spontaneous trips and like meeting random people and trying new things. I, I just feel for some reason it's going to put me in the situation that I've dreamed of having my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like right now I'm just listening to my gut and I'm going with it and hopefully it fucking works out. That's good shit right there, man. That's some good shit right there. Uh, that's some good shit. That's a quality <laughs> piece of shit right there. I like it. How <laughs> very, very Austin of you right now. <laughs> I'm feeling the vibes, you know. <laughs> anyway, challenge you guys this week to identify what your failures have been. Mm-hmm. And then immediately think of a positive about all of them and then move on. Stop thinking about them. Stop talking about them. Stop letting them weigh on you. Yeah. Life happens, whether it was your fault or not. Life fucking happened. You can't take it back. You can't change it. You can only really move forward. So get on with your life, please. Yes. I like that. And go eat some meat. <laughs> Have your daily meat intake. Have your daily meat intake. And always. And always. always <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is that it? We're doing yeah. a quick and short and sweet. We're doing a yeah. cookie this week. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. quick. I Pretty think. Quick. <laughs> We're actually longer than we said we would be. So. Yeah. I just we love tried. talking to you. I'm going to freeze now. <laughs> Wait, are you frozen? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. Uh, anyway. That's it. Do you want me yep. to close out or are you going to close Yeah, out? you can do it. Okay, well, 
Um, we know a thing or two about failures. We know a whole lot about meat, but <laughs> there's other things in life that we're just going to remind you that we don't actually know, but you, but don't, you either. don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. So, whatever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>